Hey, this is Abby Sachek. Welcome to the New Culture Church podcast. Our vision is to create the culture of Christ in Madison, one person, one place at a time. We believe this happens through being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what he did. And we hope that the teachings and the content you find here will help you do just that. We also know that these are trying times. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us through our website. We would love to connect with you. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Glad to be back with so many of you. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's good to be back with so many of you, and we're excited to start off this new year together as a church family, talking about prayer and fasting. So this time of year, if you've been around new culture at all, we usually like to pause as we get ready to start the new year and take time to really just pray spend time with Jesus, kind of reset some of our habits, the way we live life with Jesus, so that we can continue to become more like him to create the culture of Christ, which is what we're after here at New Culture. But this time of the year, um, I'm definitely one of those people where I like the idea of New Year's resolutions, but I also get so overwhelmed by all the New Year's resolutions, that are like the next day when everybody already has their like five-year plans posted on Instagram. I'm like, I was just trying to like catch up on sleep from staying up till midnight because I don't do that very often. And here you guys have your whole five-year life planned out. And so it's a little overwhelming. Um, but you know, the classic things, right? It's the time of year where we all want to exercise more. We get our gym memberships back. And uh, we try to get organized. And we're buying all this new stuff to make us do that. And hey, if you're going back to the gym, that's good. It's good to take care of our bodies and move our bodies. Let's do that. But this idea of a resolution, right, it's just this firm decision to do something. It's making the decision to do something. And so this year, we are going to make the decision, and I'm going to invite you to make it with me as a church, to say, will we continue to just radically center our lives around Jesus, of continuing to be with him, to become like him, so that we can do what he did, that we can continue to create his culture in all areas of our life. So we're going to start today by talking about this idea of formation, of how we are formed into the image of Christ. Because if we are going to create the culture of Christ, we are going to have to become like him, which means we're going to have to spend a whole lot of time with Jesus if we're going to become like him, right? We've we've probably heard that before of we are who we surround ourselves with. This is something that I would always hear and I didn't fully believe until I went away to college and my little brother came to visit for the first time. You see, when I went away to school, um, I don't know if you know who Stevie Nicks is, but she's an old musician, right? Bobby knows who Stevie Nicks is. Uh, But I was just in this phase of life when I was 18 where I wanted to be Stevie Nicks. I wanted to dress like her. I wanted to act like her. And so I, like, even, like, my hair, I would have all these, like, little baby dreads. I had these, like, feathers, but not, like, the cool feathers, like, feathers that I would, like, somehow wrap in with these hair wraps. I wore all this jewelry, and I just looked like a straight-up hippie, through and through, which, hey, that's your thing. That's great. You do that. But all of a sudden, it was, like, a few months in, and my brother comes to school to visit me, and he's like, sorry, I had trouble finding you in the cafeteria because you just look like everybody else. Like, are you kidding me? Like, my whole life, I was, like, trying to be my own person. And I realized how quickly I started dressing like everybody around me. We are formed so quickly and so easily, whether it's unintentional or intentional. And so we, as a church, we want to set out to be people that are intentional about who is forming us, about how we are being formed. And it's going to 
making a resolution to do that, deciding to do that, deciding to move in that direction. So when we're talking about what's kind of the big so what of this message, if there's one thing you get out of today, it's this, to create the culture of Christ, we need to become like Christ. We need to become like Christ. And so how do we do that? We have to radically center our lives around Jesus so that we can become more like him every single day. So we repeat this a lot here, but when we're talking about what is a culture, it's these practices, these rhythms, these customs, beliefs that have been passed down. Right? And, and when we're talking about Christ, we're talking about someone that was holy, that was pure, that, that he was God himself in the flesh. And so those are the practices that we have to look at. We have to look at how did Jesus live his life and how did he invite us into that. So we're going to be hanging out today in Romans chapter 12. So if you have Bibles, we don't have a Bible, we would love to give you one today in the back. You can just see someone at the welcome table, or you can go to the YouVersion Bible app and get it there. But we're going to be reading out of Romans chapter 12, and we're just going to kind of break this down of what does this teach us about the formation process and being formed into the image of Christ. So we're starting here in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we are able to come here together and to gather. God, that we are able to, to worship you, to fix our eyes, our attention, our gaze on you. God, we thank you that, that you have something that you want to speak to us in this supernatural, yet simple way. And so God, I just ask that you would help us to hear that. Lord, would you help us to even now just take a minute to breathe deep, to open up our hearts, to open up our ears to hear and would you just speak to us in a unique way that, that we need to hear from you today. So we love you, Lord. We just surrender this time to you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. So this verse here in Romans chapter 12, one of the most popular verses that you're probably going to hear out of this whole chapter is Romans 12, 2, where it says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, it's talking here in Romans about this idea that we are, every single day, being formed to the patterns of this world. And so we have to intentionally fight against that and form ourselves back into the image of who we were created to be. Because we were created in the image of God, we were created in His likeness, and, and we have to constantly make that decision to find ways to form ourselves back into the image of Christ. So the first thing that I want you to see from this, the beginning of this passage here is that formation is happening. Formation is happening. Just as the sun's rising and the sun's setting, we are being formed in the image of someone or something. And again, it goes back to that idea of you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Another thing that I always think about is if you were to show me your planner today, I can show you your priorities and I can show you some of the direction of the places that you're going to go and who you're becoming based on where you spend your time, how you spend your time. Formation is happening. It's not only this spiritual thing and, and the spiritual formation of becoming like Jesus, but it is happening. When we're watching Netflix, that's a spiritual discipline. 
we're becoming someone, we're being formed into something. When we're washing the dishes, that can be a spiritual discipline where we're being formed into something or someone. It goes on and on and on, but the reality that we see in these first few verses is that we are being formed. If you go on in verse 3 here, it says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. And if it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The next thing that we see here in this passage is that this idea of, of formation is to be practiced in community and not in isolation. When it's talking about this idea of everybody using their gifts to contribute to one another, everybody using their gifts to give to one another. Basically, he's saying here that whatever you have, give it, right? Practice those things. And, and what I want to point out here is a lot of times when we think about the gifts that God has given us, sometimes we, we don't want to use it or we struggle to use it to fit a fear that it's not going to be perfect, a fear that we're not going to get it right every time. But that's the beauty of even Sundays and times like this. When we get to gather and we get to practice using our gifts, right? We get to practice serving of the people who come and hold the doors open. This week, people practice serving by helping clean some stuff downstairs in some of the church closets. But it's a safe space for us to come and practice our gifts from the things of, of serving to the things of prophesying and teaching. But it's this idea that we have to practice becoming more like Jesus in the context of community, not isolation. Formation was never meant to be a solely individual thing. And I think sometimes when we start to talk about prayer and we start to talk about fasting and spending time with Jesus, it's easy for us to think, well, then that just means that it's, you know, just our quiet time in the morning all by ourselves. And that's part of it. Part of it is silencing everything and spending time with Jesus. But it's also meant to be done in community. We need community to continue to form us into the image of Jesus because we are just one piece of the body of Christ. We're one part of the body of Christ. We need the rest to continue to form us into his image and his likeness. Continuing reading here in verse 9, it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayers. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. This continues to show us this idea of community being, of formation being something done in community and corporate. It's showing us here specifically that spiritual formation is, is not self-help, but self-sacrifice. That it's about honoring other people above yourself, of looking for ways to, to practice that hospitality. So you see, if we were to just stop at this, those first verses in Romans 12, where it says, don't conform to the patterns of the world, right? Don't be formed into the lens of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Be transformed by the presence of Jesus, by hearing from his word. If we were to stop there, you might think that spiritual formation is just individual. You might think that spiritual formation is something that's just for yourself. But 
But as we continue to read what comes after it, we see that it's meant for community. And we also see that spiritual formation is to lead to greater love. Spiritual formation is to lead to greater love. As you see in verse 14, it says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Verse 17 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is all continuing to show us that our spiritual formation, that if we are to be like Christ, that it is going to continue to lead us to greater love. It's going to lead our lives to to this idea of saying that we have to continue to die to ourselves, that we have to continue to die to our pride. In Luke 9, 23, 24, um, it says this, Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Right? This is so much opposite. This is complete opposite of what the world is going to tell us. The world is going to continue to tell us time and time again that it's all about finding fulfillment for ourselves. Right? It's going to be the better job, the better house, the better this, the better relationship. It goes on and on and on. And it's so much about how, how are we gaining from those situations. But the life of Jesus to be transformed into his image and his likeness, it is going to be losing our lives. And it's then that we will find it, and we will find it with Jesus in the image of who we were created to be like. These verses, though, in 14 on, this is some hard stuff that you realize our need for Jesus to come and to help us do this. When it's saying to live at peace with everyone, maybe I'm the only sinful human here, but there's a few people that I'm like, even them? Even that? Those people, too, live at peace with everyone in harmony. You see, if we're going to live like Jesus and we're going to become like him, then we're going to have to forgive and forgive, and we're going to have to show grace like we never knew possible. But we're going to overcome evil by good, and in that, we're going to look more and more like Jesus. You see, as we pray and as we fast, we're going to talk more about that over these next few weeks. There's so many reasons why we do it, but we're going to know, are we really growing in the likeness of Jesus? Are we really becoming more like him and creating his culture? But whether or not we continue to grow in our love for the least of these, in the ways that we continue to grow in our love for those that, that are hard for us to forgive, are hard for us to continue to walk in harmony with. So, as we kind of cover all that when it comes to what is this idea of, of spiritual formation and some of those areas that it's not just for in isolation, that it's to be done in community, that it's going to lead us to greater love. Now, how do we do that? Well, again, we have to make a resolution, right? We have to be intentional about the decision to say that we're going to radically center our lives around being with Jesus so that through that we can become more like him and ultimately create his culture everywhere we go. And it's not just something that's going to happen in a moment. It's going to be something that we have to continue to practice. There's this quote that I've heard in a lot of different circles lately that I honestly couldn't remember or tell you who 
you actually said it because I've heard it in so many different ways, but essentially it's this idea that, that when it comes to following Jesus, it's about heart transformation, not just behavior modification. To which I would say, yes, that, that's good, right? We need that heart transformation, not just behavior modification. But the reality is, is that Jesus can heal us and he can save us and he can restore us, but if we never start walking in that freedom and walking in that healing, we're the ones that are holding ourselves back, not Jesus. And I think of it often, right, where say you have any type of surgery and you can be completely healed. But then you go to physical therapy to train your body now how to walk healed and how to walk whole. And so what we're talking about here today is we are going to pray and we're going to fast and we're going to create room for Jesus and his Holy Spirit to come and to transform us and our hearts in a radical way. But then we're going to be committed to practicing living as that new creation made in the image of Christ. So the first thing that we're going to focus on for this new year is we are going to focus on fasting and praying together. And that's going to be our first practice that we talk about when it comes to how do we actually now grow becoming like Jesus. Um, we need to pray and we need to fast. So we're going to talk through today what is fasting, what's the purpose of it, why do we do it, how do we do it, and what that is going to look like. So prayer um, simply is talking to God. When we're talking about prayer, it's talking to God. It, it's our lifeline to him. It's where we bring our requests. We spend time with him. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to have a prayer and fasting guide that we have to give to you. We're going to send it an email on our website and on social media. And every day we have different things that we're going to be praying for, for as a church community for the next 21 days. And with that, we're also going to fast. So why do we fast? Simply put, it is to grow our dependence on God. It's to grow our dependence on God, and it's to glorify God. That's why we do it. Um, if you look at the story in Luke chapter 4, we read this story of Jesus going into the wilderness where he is fasting and he is being tempted by the devil. And then this story comes right after his baptism. So Jesus is baptized in water. We, we see that the Holy Spirit ascends on him like a dove and says, This is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. So it's like this incredible moment, and then it says that the Spirit leads him into the wilderness, where then he's fasting, and he's tempted for 40 days. Now what I love about this story is that as you, it continues to grow on, the way that the devil is tempting him to give in to his ways just gets stronger and stronger. And you would think that the weaker that Jesus' physical body got, the harder it would be to resist the temptation. But what you see actually take place is that the weaker that his physical body grew, the stronger that his spirit grew. The stronger that he was able to overcome those temptations. You know, we sang the song today where we're saying, Jaira, you are enough. And as we fast, we start to truly recognize that, that he is enough. So why are we doing this? Well, one, because Jesus did it. And so if we're saying that we want to be like Jesus, we want to create his culture, we're going to have to follow in his way. So Jesus, he, he went in the wilderness. He fasted. We see that in scripture. So we're going to do it too. Um, the next thing that we see is that he did it full of the spirit, um, not empty, right? Where it says that the spirit led him. He was full of the spirit. He wasn't empty. And so when we're thinking about fasting, and if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down, that fasting is proactive not reactive. That pra fasting, practicing that, it is proactive, not reactive. It's something that we do to continue to fuel our spirit to be, over, to be able to overcome temptation. 
The next thing that we see about that story, though, in Jesus in the wilderness is that um, he didn't wait until he was desperate, right? But he, he chose to continue to remove everything else from his life and to grow in his desperation for God. So he didn't wait until this moment where he like absolutely needed God to come through for a miracle, but he chose to position himself in a place where he could rely on nothing else except for the Holy Spirit. So when I read that, and I think that Jesus himself had to go and remind his body, remind his flesh of his need for the Holy Spirit in such a radical way, how much more do I need that in my life? And then as I mentioned, Jesus grew stronger in the Spirit when his flesh was growing weaker. So when we're talking about fasting, I'm talking about it primarily through the lens of food. And we are going to invite everyone, um, if you want to join us as a church, and we did this for the past couple years, that on Tuesdays we fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. of all food. But I want to preface it with this, that if you're here, if you're listening on the podcast later, that um, if you have any dietary needs, any health conditions that you cannot eat, please, please, please do not fast and not eat all day. Um, if you cannot do that, that is okay. There are other ways that you can practice this, and some of those ways could be giving up social media. It could be not doing any entertainment for the day. There's other ways that you can fast, and we have more resources for you on that in our prayer and fasting guide. But we are going to ask that if you are physically able, that you would go without food for that day. And, and one of the reasons that we do that is it really is fasting, is the practice of fasting is starving our flesh so we can feed our spirit. The practice of fasting is starving our flesh so we can feed our spirit. So the purpose, why do we do it? It's to grow our dependence on God. It's to glorify God. The practice of it is starving our flesh so we can feed our spirit. Now, if you're like me, um, I get a little hangry when I don't eat. So uh, you might not want to be around me on Tuesdays if we're just being honest, okay? But Scrawling, and you might be thinking, how am I going to sit through work meetings all day when my stomach's crawling like that? Um, but one of the things about our bodies is that actually when our stomach growls, it doesn't actually mean we're always hungry, but sometimes our bodies just know we usually eat during that time, so it's kind of like reminding us. So you can just ignore it, and you can be like, no, I'm not listening to my flesh. I am okay. I will get through this. Um, but I want to invite you to do this, because the power of fasting is that we really do draw closer to Jesus, right? The power of fasting is we are reminding our flesh of all the things that we sang about today. We are reminding our flesh that he is enough, that he is our sustainer, that he is our provider, that he is all of those things and so much more. And so the same way that Jesus went out to remind his flesh, we can do that too through fasting. We, however, see all throughout Old Testament and New that there's all these different References of places of where people fasted. We read in Ezra chapter 8 um, this idea of fasting to strengthen our prayer life, to strengthen that. We read in Judges chapter 20 that they were seeking guidance at the time, so they fasted. Um, in 1 Samuel 31, and then again in Samuel 1, verses 11 through 12, they, they talk about um, fasting as a way to express grief. So if you're lamenting, if you're going through some hard season, to fast. And, and that might even right there, that's so countercultural to think that instead of coping through all these different ways 
that you would say right now to process the grief I'm going through. I'm going to remove everything from me, including food, including the thing that really sustains me, to remind myself that, Lord, you are enough. Um, we can fast to express repentance as a way to turn back to God. And there's all these different reasons that we can fast. And so um, I just want to invite you, would, if you haven't done this before, would you try it? Would you commit to the next three Tuesdays from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to not eat and to starve your flesh so that you can feed your spirit? And then if you're able to, join us for prayer in the evenings. Join us from 7 to 8 so you can go eat dinner and break that fast and then we can come pray and seek God together. I wanted to share uh, kind of some of the power of this from the past couple years. So we did this two years ago. It might have been our first time that we did this. And one of the things that I had in my notes here was we were praying corporately, asking God for a miracle of giving us a location. And I was thinking of that this year as I remember that time. We had made the decision. We were meeting in Liquid, the nightclub on University, and rent had gone up. So I got up one Sunday and I said, we are moving the end of the month, but we had no idea where we were moving to. And, and this journey that we've been on since, right, where we were in another location and then that, that didn't work out. And then we're back to square one. But I have seen how God has continued to provide as we have fasted and we have prayed and he's opened these doors in these radical ways. Another thing two years ago that we were praying for um, was unity as a body of Christ. And can I say that it has been such an honor and a blessing to pastor this church through the pandemic when so many other churches are, are struggling with this disunity, but I have just celebrated and almost made other pastors mad when I talk about how incredible our church has been and unified through this entire process of having to make hard decisions of when to cancel services and not have services and house churches and, and all of that. I have seen that unity that God has provided, and it goes on and on and on. And so we want to continue to, as we fast, to pray and to ask God to do the miraculous in our lives for healings, for provision, for all of that, and so much more. Fasting can be one of the most incredible experiences if you let it. But I want to encourage you with some kind of practical steps here when it comes to fasting. So again, we're talking about the purpose is to Glorify God, grow our dependence on Him. The practice is to starve our flesh, fill our spirit. Um, but then the power is to draw closer to God. That's what happens, and we start to see miracles. But when I first started fasting, it was a, I wouldn't say a little bit of a struggle. It was a big struggle for me because my church growing up would also do it in the beginning of January. Um, but the thing is, is that we would, everybody, they'd encourage us to do things, different types of fasts, or to, you know, maybe give up sugar, or all this kind of stuff. And I was a go-getter, so I was always like, yes, I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it. But I never made it through the full 21 days, because my birthday's in January, and I would always fall over my birthday. And I'd be sitting there with that chocolate cake that someone would make me, and that fast would never last, because of my birthday, and it wouldn't happen. Also, shameless plug, it is going to be my birthday coming up soon. So if you want my gift list, let me know. Um, but when it comes to fasting, we have to plan, right? If we don't plan for it, if we're not proactive in it, it's probably not going to work. We have to have a plan for the practices and the ways we want to become like Jesus. And so here's what I want you to do. Um, and worship team, you guys can come up and start playing as we get ready to close. And if you're taking notes, I'm going to kind of walk you through a few things right now that I'd love for you to process. 
is um, one, determine your purpose for fasting. And if you don't have something that comes to mind right now, that's okay, think about it. But is there healing in your life that you need? Is there guidance or direction that you're seeking? Is it simply just saying, God, I, I want to follow what, what Jesus did, and I want to grow my dependence on you? And then I want you to start to make uh, a plan for how you're going to do it. Prepare for this. Okay, so we're going to ask us all to start small, which is one day a week. And, and it could be really big for you if you've never done this. So if you're like, I don't know if I can go, you know, that whole day with that. Uh, I would say maybe it's a meal that you're going to give up. But here's what I think a lot of people do wrong when it comes to fasting. A lot of times we'll just say, okay, I'm going to give up all this stuff. Um, and then they don't actually fill it with something else. And I've done that where I'm like, okay, I'm going to fast today. And so I end up starving myself and not eating. But then I planned a bunch of meetings that day. And so I'm just sitting there all hangry and frustrated. And I get to the end of the day and I was like, wait, I didn't actually spend any time with the Lord today. I didn't even have time to read my Bible this morning. So really I just starved myself. And that was just stupid. Like, why did I do that? So, so don't do that. But plan to fill your time and to fill it with something else. So if you are going to fast with us on Tuesdays, I would say look at your schedule that day when you would normally have breakfast. Don't just like skip it and schedule something else, right? Or when you would normally have lunch. But carve out those times to spend with Jesus. Carve out those times to read your Bible, to pray, and, and to fill your spirit. Okay? It's both in. It's starving our flesh and filling our spirit. It's not just starving our flesh because that's just stupidity. So we want to fill our spirits. And then the next thing is to involve community. So if you were in a community group this past semester, I would encourage you to text someone from that group and tell them, hey, I'm doing this. Um, let's do this together. Or text somebody else in the church if you're not in a group yet. You can even text me if you want. But involve community. That's so important to us practicing becoming more like Jesus is telling people about it and practicing community. And, and so that's just the things that we're going to walk through is determining your purpose for why you're fasting, preparing and planning, uh, be sacrificial, but also realistic. Like, if you know your birthday falls on a Tuesday, maybe switch your fast to a Wednesday. Uh, and then don't just go hungry. Fill your fill your spirit and involve community. So with that, I'm going to invite you guys to stand. And I'm just going to actually ask if the worship team would just play that song, Gyra, again for us. And we often close our times together in these moments of just singing again so that you can kind of have a minute to sit with whatever the Holy Spirit was saying to you during this time. And, and some of the questions that you can process today are this, are what cultures of your life are forming you into something or someone other than Jesus? So when we're talking about the different habits in your life, the people around you, are there things that you need to remove that are forming you into something other than Jesus? And the next is, is to just ask the Lord to continue to show you, like, how can you continue to practice becoming more like Him? And specifically when it comes to fasting, what are those things that you can do that even beyond the Tuesdays, maybe it is saying, okay, for the next 21 days, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch TV or I'm not going to be on social media so that I can spend time in the presence of Jesus intentionally forming myself to His likeness. So I'm going to pray for us, and I'm just going to invite you to spend time uh, just continuing to worship, and as we see, we even remind our flesh that he's enough. So Jesus, we thank you so much for, for your word. We thank you for 
that we're not the first ones to read these things, but so many ears have heard this, so many hearts have responded that we get to join with the many tonight that are saying yes to stepping in to radically centering our life around becoming more like you so that we can create your culture in all areas of our life. So God, we thank you that we were created in your image, and we thank you that through your Holy Spirit, you give us the power to overcome everything that's trying to form us into anything other than you. And so I just pray that right now, that if there are things in our lives that, that we, maybe even as I was speaking, were brought to our attention, um, or relationships that are brought to our attention, that we know are not helping us form into your image, would you highlight that to us, Lord, and would you help us to surrender that to you and hand that back to you? God, I pray right now um, for maybe anybody here that that is realizing that there's things in their life that they need to do to practice becoming more like you. Would you just give us that Holy Spirit creativity to create those plans? Um, would you give us the boldness to just to just take that next step in practice and becoming more like you? So Holy Spirit, for these next few moments as we sing, as we worship, as we pray, 